I want to first open up the show by sending my sincere thoughts and prayers out to Kobe Bryant's family and all the other families that were affected by the fatal helicopter crash. You know, when tragic things like this happen, it makes us stop and think and reflect on life and what's important. We get so wrapped up in the day-to-day that we tend to take things for granted, thinking that we'll always have tomorrow. When in reality, tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. We just never know when our time is going to be up. You know, it's just, that's just the hard truth and you know with that you just have to you know live each day to the fullest try to mend relationships where you can without causing toxicity to yourselves show appreciation to the people you love while you can you know don't put it off to tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised Hi, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Chick Chatting with Yolanda Renee. Today's show is about desperate women who will believe anything. I'm sure uh, we've all at one time or another been in a state of desperation, so to speak. And maybe we didn't realize that we were in a desperate state. You know, for example, women who want love and companionship, they want it so badly that they'll believe almost anything because they want so deeply for it to be true. Even when their intuition and or common sense might be telling them something different. Especially when you think you're in love. You know, love can be blinding and, you know, when you think you're in love, you don't see any of the red flags. And if you do see them, you tend to ignore them because, you know, you don't want that to be your reality. You know, we tend to make excuses for those red flags and all of those common sense things that we would typically pay attention to goes out the window. And I know this to be true because once upon a time, this was me. And like I said before, I'm sure once upon a time, this was all of us. You know, you're in love and you want that happily ever after. So you ignore a lot of things because the greater goal to you is to have that love and companionship. You know, I think sometimes we can be so close to a situation that we can't decipher what's right and what's not, especially when it comes to a romantic relationship. You know, there's a show called Catfish. For those of you who don't know, Catfish is a show on MTV where they help people who have met on social media platforms or a dating dating site, they help them to meet up. Because like these people have met on these platforms, but they've never uh, seen each other face to face. 
And uh, honestly, of the times I've seen the show, I have never, only one time the person, the people that were meeting up were actually who they said they were. So 99% of the time, one of the people, you know, are not who they say they are. Right. And that's just so disheartening. But honestly, it just behooves me that there are so many people in the world longing for that, you know, love and companionship so badly that they stay in these long term situationships. You know, they meet up on the phone. I mean, on the, um, you know, the dating site or on social media and they continue chatting with one another, either texting or emailing each other with people that they have never seen before, you know? So it's just shocking to me that they will continue communicating with, you know, these people for years on end you know, building that emotional attachment with someone that you have never even seen before. You know, that right there is just very interesting to me. You know, I guess you have someone that, you know, is telling you all the right things that you want to hear. And since this is what you truly want, you tend to believe them. And, you know, you you want to believe what it is they're saying to you because this is what you've been longing for, you know, that relationship, you know. So that to me just says that there is something so powerful, you know, within an, within an emotional attachment that it overrides our common sense and our intuition, you know, so just because, you know, think about this. You continue to conversate with someone that you've never met before. And despite the attempt to video chat or uh, figure out a meeting space, uh, I, mean, I mean, a meeting place or time, they always have an excuse where they can't meet you up. I mean, they can't meet up with you or they can't video chat or something. It's just like, wow, that's like a red flag. You know, it's a red flag, but yet and still, they continue to do it. That's just amazing to me, you know, how we put ourselves in these situations and then become upset when it's a catfish. You know, I that's just very, very interesting to me. You know, we want that happily ever after so bad that we'll believe almost anything, you know, that this person is telling us for the sake of making this our reality. It's just really strange. Let me give you one of my desperate moments where 
I was just, you know, destined to believe everything this guy told me because I wanted it to be so true. Um, so this is what happened. We were in a long distance relationship uh, and it was going on for about eight months or so. At any rate, uh, this the, one day I was at work and um, I went to a couple meetings and by the time I got back to my desk, I had all these phone calls from the guy I was dating. And I was thinking, wow, what is he calling me for like this? And um, then so I look at my phone and I see this text message and it's from him. It's his name, right? And um, it says, hi, you know, you don't know who I am. And long story short, she was dating Bob, okay? You guys know all the guys' names are Bob to protect their identity. <laughs> but at any rate, she goes on to say, you know, um, and they have these children together and they had been, you know, together for 20 years and she said, or something along those lines. It's been a while, so I'm paraphrasing here as best I can. And she said, um, you look to be like around my daughter's age, you know, um, I guess her oldest daughter was 20 something or whatever. And I thought that was a hell of a compliment. I'm like, okay. But anyway, and she goes on this whole rant. So obviously you can imagine my blood is boiling and I call him immediately and I say, I got this message and he immediately says, oh, that's my ex. I told you she was crazy and this and that. And I'm like, what the heck? So what was happening though is, I still don't totally know for sure, but because his name showed up in my phone when she was calling, I believe that the phone must have been in his name. That's one. And mind you, he, when we first got together, he told me that, you know, she was so crazy. They had been together for like 20 years. Um, the kids though, that they, that she has, um, were not his and, you know, but he was, you know, taking care of them like they were his own kind of thing, which I totally respect that. But, um, you know, I didn't know when he was saying the level of crazy that she was like that this was going to affect me you know this girl just she kept calling me she was you know texting me she's sending me pictures of myself that i had sent him it was just a huge mess and so um she would some kind of way like intercept the call or like she would know every time we were talking, you know, it was just like weird. So he convinced me that she had some kind of app where she could see 
everybody that he called. She could see every number that uh, called him, etc. And so he claims that he took the phone to, I believe it was Sprint, and they couldn't figure out what she had did to the phone and all this dumb stuff, right? <laughs> and so he has a business and he operates off of that, you know, phone or whatever. So what I said was, okay, so, you know, you should maybe, uh, I don't know, change your phone number or something. And he was adamant that, no, he can't change the phone number because, you know, all of his customers and blah, blah, blah. And he wasn't going to do all that. And in my mind, I think it's just that simple. You reach out, you send your, um, you know, you get a new phone, you send out a communication to all of your customers and letting them know, hey, this is the new number. You know, you put it on your truck, your new number. You know, it's just so simple to me. But for some reason, he wanted to hang on to this number. And my silly self, and I got my friends, we're all searching up, trying to figure out what this supposedly app is or something that's on this phone that's you know knowing whenever I call and all this and this and that and like she cloned the phone and just all of this dumb stuff and in my desperate attempt to want this relationship to work like you know I thought oh yeah this is the one for me we're gonna get married blah 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 and then boom this whole shenanigans happened it just blew my spot up you know so I'm thinking I was that person. And like I said, we've all been in that type of a situation where we want something so badly that, you know, all common sense goes out the window, you know? And it's like, and, and to this day, I still have no idea <laughs> I don't know how she did whatever she did, but I can bet you that it was not an app or whatever. And like I said, my friends, me and her, we're trying to figure out what in the world, you know, she did so that we can kind of counteract it or something. But it's like something should have clicked in my brain when he took the freaking phone to the Sprint and they had no idea even what was going on. How can they not know what's going on? You know, and, and finally, I was just like, you know what? Enough is enough. Because remember, we're in a long distance relationship, right? So the only way we could communicate, obviously, is via the phone. So we were on, we, you know, that stopped the phone conversation. We stopped the, um... FaceTiming stopped, everything stopped because, you know, this whole phone thing. And I'm like, you're totally, I, this was a situation where, you know, it went on and I was just like, this is just way too much. You're letting her run your life. And all he could say was, I told you that she was crazy. And then, you know, at some point she was um just to the extreme like where uh she even made a fate not facebook but instagram she made an instagram page 
of me, okay, using one of my pictures that I sent him. And I never will forget this. I was in the hairdresser and I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see my picture come and I'm like, what? You know how you can see um, like the suggested friends or something like that? And I see myself in one of these pictures and I'm like, okay, this is like crazy to the next level. But at any rate, like I said, I wanted that relationship and I thought, you know, that was the thing and I believed the little crazy mess that he told me about the phone because, you know, again, I wanted the relationship, right? So at any rate, that's my little personal uh, <laughs> situation of, uh, you know, desperate and you know to believe anything <laughs> someone tells me and that's just one I I'm sure I could think of another one but you know we just I guess everybody wants their they have their own uh, rendition of love you know the white picket fence and the 2.2 kids <laughs> sum this up with the food for thought. We've all been in that state of desperation where we'll do crazy things. There's something powerful within an emotional attachment that will trick our brains into thinking that it's love. But really, subconsciously, it's making us desperate. Desperate to believe anything for the sake of being loved and sharing our lives with someone. I guess the best thing I can say here is don't lose yourself in what you believe or what you know to be true while engulfed in an emotional attachment. Let true love find you. True love is not going to make you feel desperate. Okay, it's time travel time. So, we're taking a time travel back to episode 10, Team Too Much. And in that episode, I spoke about uh, the gentleman that my friend was trying to hook me up with, the guy that stays in North Carolina. And so I pretty much gave her an update that, you know, I really wasn't feeling the long distance thing. And I told her about, you know, how he spent the day with his mom and he was unable to pick up the phone or send a text message. Well, in a roundabout way, she, I guess through her boyfriend, found out that this was a true statement. So apparently this time last year, I believe, don't quote me, but I believe it was last year, uh, uh, his father passed away and the mom and dad were still together. So, uh, you know, they had been together for so many years and she, you know, took it pretty badly. And so she wanted to spend the day with her son. So that's what he was doing. And... I was like, oh, okay, 
So that means he's a mama's boy. And while I have no qualms about him spending spending the day with his mom, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, that's a great thing. I love a guy to have a great relationship with his mom because that in turn means, you know, he'll treat you with respect, etc. However, there's just something in my mind that, you know, um, unfortunately, I just can't make it make sense where he could not, you know, send a text message or even have a two-second conversation with someone that he so badly wants to get to know. That still is, you know, a little bit strange for me. But at any rate, I just wanted to circle back and let you guys know that that was a true statement. Now, I know uh, as for me, when I was saying it, it seems like that was a far stretch, right? A 43-year-old spending the, spending the day with his mom and can't, you know, talk to you seems a little bit strange. I know 90% of you probably thought that was BS, right? But um, I don't know. Like, back in the day, I, I would have thought that was the cutest thing. Oh, you know, he spent the day with his mom and... You know, it would have been so great. Like, oh, that's so good that he did that. But now I'm just, in my mind, I think that's a mama's boy. And that means, you know, you, you're you not going to be able to do much, I guess, within a relationship without your mom. You know what I mean? Being so involved it seems like you know so I don't know how that would even work out because um you know if you can't pick up the phone can't send a text message because you're with your mom how are you gonna pick up and move out of the entire state right so at any rate that's that I just wanted to give you guys an update on that <laughs> Okay, today we're going to have a new segment called Pulse Check. And this is where we're going to do a check yourself. This is the fourth week into the new year and we just need to check in with ourselves and see how we're doing and if we're on track to either our New Year's resolutions or our lifestyle changes. How are we doing? Are we on track to meeting those? As far as maybe you may have a weight loss goal or a savings plan, something along those lines. We're going to implement this every four weeks so that we can, you know, just check in with ourselves to see how we're doing and if we're on track. And if you are not on track, it's not too late to get it together, okay? As for me, I am lightweight on track. <laughs> so as far as the savings plan, I'm implementing, we're trying to follow the $5,000 a year um, savings plan. If you choose to save more than that, that's fine. But as for me, I'm trying to do a minimum of the 5,000. So I'm trying to follow that guideline. There's a chart online that you can 
look up if you want to follow that um i have my vision board on deck okay with all the things that i'm trying to accomplish by the end of this year i am speaking it into existence and all of it is going to be um is going to come to fruition okay so if you're not on track guys it's not too late let's get it together Woo -woo. so let me give you guys a dating update uh i started the year off with the two guys potential i should say um still no dates and um the one guy that actually lives here um it seems like he maybe just wants to be um text buddies or something um and maybe he's trying to get <clears throat> he's working on his career right now etc and that's probably why we haven't gone on a date um but you know i'm just not one for having full-blown conversations via text like at some point we need to pick up the phone and have a conversation and you know we've spoke on the phone a few times but um it seems like he wants to text a lot and i'm just not that person so no more um yeah i, I don't know we'll see i guess if that uh transitions into something at at the rate it's going it doesn't seem like it is so now the second guy that lives in north carolina um okay so here's the thing you guys aren't gonna believe what i'm getting ready to say here so um my sister you know she lives in north carolina and uh my son and i the plan was for us to go visit my sister and niece before my niece went back off to college. So we went up there and Bob knew that I would be coming up there and wanted us to, uh, wanted me to meet up for coffee or something. So here's the thing. Even though, um, I was adamant about the whole long distance thing. I really didn't want to be bothered. And then he has the whole, it seems like he's a mama's boy, etc. When he mentioned about meeting up for coffee, I was like, well, I'm going to be in the area. So maybe that's the least I can do is meet up whatever and, you know, have a face-to-face -face conversation. And my thought thoughts behind that was because it seems like you know i've said before that the guys here just seem i don't really know maybe the guy that i need to be with is not from here so anyway i was like okay yeah let, let's i can meet up for coffee so i didn't like solidify a time or anything like that but i'm like um I'll be able to do it sometime on Sunday. I didn't commit to a time, but in my mind, if we're talking about coffee, it should be maybe um, midday or uh, afternoon. So anyway, Sunday comes around and 
it's like mid-morning and I hadn't heard from him. And mind you, typically he um, he's one to text or call me or whatever by like in the morning and the evening, whatever. And anyway, I had not heard from him. And at this point, it's like uh, 1130-ish. So I decide to call. I called and and he sent me a message that said, um, I think, can I call you later or something? So I didn't respond. And at that point, I had already knew, yeah, I'm not going to meet up with him. Um, because it's it, something just didn't seem right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, at any rate, I ended up sending him a message just like, Hey, uh, I've really given this more time than I should have. And, uh, I don't want to meet up anymore. Like there's no need for us to meet and, you know, just take care. Well, he then sends me back this long dissertation talking about how, um, you know, his mom, I guess, got rushed to the hospital and he's been with his mom all day and this and that. And, you know, God help him because he's the only one to take care of her. And, uh, you know, since his dad passed away, it's like she doesn't want to live. And he gave this whole spiel, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. What hospital is she in? And when I said that at this point, my sister and I were talking and, and, uh, I was just pretty much messing around with him. I didn't think he was going to give me the name of the hospital, but he did. And as it turned out, the name, the hospital was like a medical center that's actually closed on Sunday. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's clearly, clearly he was lying. So anyway, I reached out to my friend who was trying to hook us up and I, you know, give her the screenshots and I give her the rundown on what's going on. And she is like totally pissed off, right? At him, of course, because, you know, she sees that he's full of crap and as much it, she feels so bad because she kept telling me how, oh, he's just, you know, he's such a sweet guy and, you know, he's just been out of the dating game for so long and he needs help and blah, 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 that whole thing. And I told her, girl, don't feel sorry for him. He is a grown man and he should know how to communicate. Well, anyway, um, I blocked him because at that point I had made up my mind. Yeah, I don't want to be bothered with him. Definitely for sure. So he reaches out to my friend and now he starts, you know, um, he wants her to talk to me because I'm not picking up any of his calls. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not picking up because I blocked him. I don't even know he's calling me and I'm not unblocking him. And she, you know, it, it's just so funny to me how, like, I don't know what type of women he's used to dealing with, but to think that you could tell me this BS story again, putting it on your mom 
and think that I'm supposed to fall for that and, you know, and just go back to normal talking to you or something. Like, no, I've already given you a chance, more chance than I really should have because I knew I didn't want to talk to you in the beginning. So at any rate, no dates. And I'm back to square one, okay? So let's keep hope alive, okay, guys? I will keep you posted. Okay, one other update. Earlier in this episode, I did a time travel uh, where my friend found out that Bob really was with his mom. Well, in light of what has recently transpired, we now know that that was a lie. (laughs) So it appears Bob uses his mom as an excuse uh, because he must be with another woman or maybe a guy. Who knows, right? At any rate, we know Zing Zang well, it wasn't his mom. Okay? That's all for now, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chick Chatting with Yolanda Renee. And as always, remember, if you have any questions or comments, please send an email to chickchatting at gmail.com. That's C-H-I-C dot C-H-A-T-T-N at gmail.com. Bye.